0: Everybody at my school is a lesbian. Ooh, yeah. Hello, lovely listeners. Welcome to another episode of Not Just Tentacles, where I, Rachel, attempt to demystify anime. And next to me, I have the lovely Ruth. Hello. I'm going to be a bit conflicted about this one because, um, as people might have noticed or not noticed, I've started running a Twitter account for not just tentacles on um, the addresses tentacles not at tentacles not <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure why I couldn't have not just tentacles, but there you go, and um, I tweeted quite a lot about this on running up to doing the recording and people really seem invested in this show the show of course being the highly controversial um yuri smash hit anime citrus what is yuri yuri is a genre of manga stroke anime that's um it's the female equivalent of bl or boys love so it's basically girls being in love with each other and oh, you mean it's got lesbians in it yeah that's, that's what right. makes it
1: controversial
0: okay no yes. no no that citrus is controversial for a whole heap of other reasons that we're going to explore in some depth oh. but just because it's called girls love it isn't necessarily always about girls because many manga are actually about adult women Um, who have fallen in love in the office or various other settings but for whatever reason these don't tend to get made into anime adaptations the anime adaptations do always seem to be about schoolgirls here we'd call it a morgan marriage (laughs) yes that's true Um, I think this might also be due to something that was known as class S which was this um, idea that Japanese people used to have that um, kind of like romantic friendships that um, girls would have very intense relationships that could involve kind of kissing and cuddling and touching with other girls that were almost like a precursor to romantic relationships with men, but they were expected to grow out of it as they got older and started dating. Ah, so, um, uh, that old trope. Yeah, the whole kind of lesbian until graduation thing. And um, th- this could possibly explain why there's um, so many yuri manga set in schools particularly all girls schools as citrus is but anyway i digress so um ruth i showed you the intro to citrus as well as some of the cover art what did you think pretty it is very pretty cover art and just art in general i'll A give bouncy you that bouncy theme too yeah. like that
1: and uh it seemed to be that they fall in romance uh, they fall in romance <laughs> they fall in love with each other but there's a cliffhanger and what is that cliffhanger
0: or big surprise or major plot point they are step siblings and before what? everybody starts freaking out and going oh incest it's not really because they've literally only just met so hang on wait
1: wait wait so basically it's a standard rom-com meet cute but then oh my god turns out my dad's got married oh that's a weird coincidence my mum has got married too they go home Oh my God! Wouldn't it be funny if your stepmom was
0: my dad? And it is. I wish it did happen like that because it would be more realistic. Because as somebody who did end up with a stepdad that I'd only met a handful of times, um, at least you didn't fancy your stepsister. Yeah, that is true. Ugh, no, um. So. More or less, what happens is um, Yuzu, the main character, her mum gets married to this guy that Yuzu has never met. And indeed, she doesn't meet him until halfway through the anime adaptation. Again, I find this odd. It is very odd. She doesn't even know what he looks like, which again leads to a very silly scene later. And um, so she has a new stepdad who she's never met. Um, she goes into school on her first day. It's a really strict all-girls school. That and looks like a John Lewis. <laughs> it does look like a John Lewis. And she instantly clashes with the with the principal of the absurdly um powerful school council, who effectively gropes her while she's trying to get her phone off her. What? <laughs> yeah, well, just like lend me your phone, bitch. Yeah, because she's not meant to have a phone at school, so she just uses that as an excuse to have a reach around for whatever reason. And she's one hand thinking, what is this girl doing? But on the other hand going, okay, she's gorgeous. Is this written by a man? Written by a woman, but I will come to that later because it is something you can't help but feel. And then having had a really hectic, crappy day, which I will tell you more about later, um, she gets home, thinks, oh, well, at least I'm at home. And then she suddenly finds out that the hot president that gave her the reach around is now her stepsister. Ta-da! Bit of foyer going on there. And it's really, really weird because her mum is all, oh, yes, you've got to start calling her your little sister, even though there's only like two months between them. And hey, sis. And you two have got to share a bed. So she's already kind of thinking, what am I doing getting all these unsettling feelings for this girl that i've only just met and then she realizes she's her stepsister and they have to share a bed wow yeah but this is when it gets really uncomfortable because this is another case where you realize that this is not the same culture that we're used to Be- why is that uncomfortable i will i will explain okay right so she... This is so complicated. It's because the the plot is such a load of hot garbage. So we... we, we <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm about to say. You're a load of hot garbage. Yeah. So yeah. Yusu makes very fast friends with a girl called Haramine, who... um. Is more or less like her, only less kooky and a little less kind of defying the rules because Yusu is kind of like if you imagine legally blonde only lesbian and in a strict all girls' school. And not blonde. <laughs> she is blonde. Oh she is blonde. Yeah, okay, that's one thing. Yeah, because one one of the girls orders her to dye her hair back, saying that she's not allowed to have dyed hair and wear fashionable jewellery. And that is why I fell in love with Yusu when we first meet her. Because one of the first things she says is, What kind of crap school doesn't let its girls be stylish? And I was like, yeah i love you she, she, she's great <laughs> anyway haramin kind of, um tells her as a way to explain to the audience just in case they've never been to a girl's school or do, there's this whole setup is strange to them that lots of the girls um are in kind of class s type relationships with each other but she kind of expects them to um stop doing what it what does the s stand for um, I'm thinking, crazy taxi, <laughs> you get a classes license. I don't know. I will okay. look it up later and okay. I will do an episode about it some other time. Sorry. But she explains that many of the girls are already engaged. And this is another reason. So, they yeah, are the 17, by the way, which is far too young, but you do get arranged marriages in with some kind of middle-upper-class people in Japan. And this is when we find out another reason for May and Yuzu to get off on the wrong foot, because not only is May already engaged, she's already engaged to one of their teachers. What? And Yuzu finds this out, because she initially looks at all the teacher and was like, oh, he's a bit cute, and thinks nothing of it. But then she goes around a corner and suddenly sees the teacher snogging May. Although it's clear that... May isn't enjoying this at all, that she's effectively being kind of like face-suckered by this creepy teacher. H- hang, hang on, wait, wait. The, the the teacher I mean, do they not have any safeguarding issues over in Japan? It seems to be an arranged marriage um that was set up by her granddad, who runs the school. And um this is why Yusuke has a makes a big speech later on in the episode where she denounces the teacher and tells everybody that he's a creepy perv because Shortly afterwards, he hears her on the phone to his actual mistress, where he's kind of gloating about the fact that he's only marrying May because she's rich and that he doesn't care about her at all, that he's really in love with this other woman that he's seeing. And um, so Yuzu kind of but it does a speech in front of the whole school about how he's a slimy pedo creep and how he's using her and so on. And the grandpa is absolutely outraged because at this point he doesn't even know that this is his new step granddaughter. So he was just like, oh, who is this outrageous, improperly dressed girl? Get her off my campus, etc. So, anyway, that was all really long winded. But this is when it gets messy and why I find this show highly uncomfortable for the first few episodes. So, when they get. Home and they realize that they're sisters and they're sharing a room and whatever. Um, Yusu says something about the um, about her and the teacher and something about never having been ca- kissed. And Mae just effectively throws herself down on the bed on top of her and forces a kiss on her and says kissing is like that. So, their first ever kiss is a practice, well, is a, a sexual assault that is stolen from her. I don't, and What's... I. Uh, and it ha- keeps on happening. And it's not just her with Yuzu either. There's another there's another character who's the um, deputy president of the student council or whatever it is called Himiko. That's obviously been in love with May for years. And um, at one point, she forces herself on May in the middle of the student council office. Hang on what's may got that's going on see this is what i don't get right and this is my main problem with the story It's
1: May the dark head one yeah
0: i oh. will explain this later at more in more detail but there's all these people in love with may and i can't for the life of me work out why and and later on yusu herself shoves herself at may while they're at school it's like Guys, this is a school. I mean, admittedly, everybody at this school seems to be a raving lezzer. But stop stop! sexually harassing people in the middle of classrooms. Well, or just I'm about, any what do you mean, like, get on with your algebra? Mm. Sort of yeah, thing. What, what is that? And another occasion, um, she goes to see um May at her grandpa's house and then... May suddenly starts sexually assaulting her again. The grandpa walks in, gets completely the wrong end of the stick, and it expels Yuzu, blaming her, saying that she's a deviant and has obviously led his darling granddaughter astray. Um, Yuzu goes back for something, and the granddad has a heart attack. See, it's just so—it's like this happens, and this happens, and this happens. The, the whole plot seems to have been written on a beer mat, and that's insulting to beer mats. And I, I wish I could get invested in this story because there are. I love Yuzu. I love Harry. I love Yuzu too. There can be, there can be some very funny moments and the moments between Yuzu and Harry and Great, but. There is no chemistry between her and May. May is freaking boring. Other than the fact that she is attractive and has purple eyes. She is just boring as heck. She's just like, all she cares about is working and one day being in charge of the school. She, she. Hang she, on. Isn't she going to go to uni first, or what? She wants to be the head teacher. Yeah. She. She basically wants to take over from being the head teacher because her dad was originally, but then he decided to leave and travel around the world, which is how he met Yuzu's mum.
1: Ah, the whole concept of being fed up with middle-aged life so you sell everything up and go and live in a van yeah
0: that's what your family did wasn't it yeah she has kind of like three plot strands or character strands one she everybody falls in love with her two she has daddy issues And three, every now and then, she sexually assaults somebody. That's it. Sounds like the kind of lass that would have
1: thrown herself at me in the year 2004.
0: I don't get it. I can't buy it as a love story for the ages because they have no shared interests. They can't even have a conversation without one of them kind of shoving her tongue down the other one's throat. And not in a good way. I think they only share maybe three three proper kisses that aren't some form of assault. And it's like the show realises that and it keeps sh- kind of chucking other random characters in the way. Like um, later on, you get this girl called Matsuri that um, used to be friends with Yusu back home. Nice. And she comes out to find her and she's instantly jealous because she's all, I'm Yusu's little sister, but she fancies her and kind of, she tries to mount her while they're doing karaoke in a bar somewhere. <laughs> See, this is what people do. They don't seem to say, oh, I really like you. Let's go out. Excuse they just... me, you've rick- tackled me. <laughs> (laughs) Yeah, but not during karaoke. I don't see how Wales and Japan are that different. But either way, she starts being really kind of manipulative and psychotic and horrible. And at one point, she tries to kind of blackmail May into sleeping with some skanky man that she meets on the internet it's just all really really messed up and then once that storyline's over with, when she's kind of like "Ooh, you obviously care more about her than me and goes off they then go on a school trip and they meet this girl called sarah who is really lovely and uniquely she is absolutely fine with her sexuality she's like if i fall in love it doesn't matter if it's a girl or a boy and she's great she's a great character And she says to Yusu, who she's... Because they're both running late for their school trip, so They decide to kind of go down together. And um, she's like, oh, I've met this amazing girl. Guess who the amazing girl turns out to be? It's fucking May. (laughs) And so she's kind of promising to May, oh, yeah, I hope you get on with this girl that you're in love with. And I hope I get on with the girl that I'm in love with. And it's the same blooming girl.
1: Uh, Stories like that happen all the time.
0: I know they do, but... It just feels so implausible and there is nothing about her that would make anyone fall in love and not three people. And you think, oh, maybe her and Sarah are going to become an item and date for a while and possibly Yusu might end up going off with Harameen, who she's far better suited to anyway. But no, Sarah decides, because she's one of those I want my beloved to be happy people, (laughs) that... May and Yusu are destined to be together, even though we've got nothing to back this up. And she Yes, we do have something to back this up. It's called the opening titles. <laughs> oh, dear. There are so many ingredients that could have made this good. It looks like it should be good, but it all just boils down to the fact that May is... I don't know. If you can imagine Jacob Rees-Mogg as an attractive lesbian. What? Can we not go down there? <laughs> but any other character would have done if she'd fallen for Harameen, even if she'd fallen in love with Matsuri, if she'd grown up and not been a psychotic little nympho. <laughs> what do you mean? I mean, psychotic is a term that's bandied down around
1: far too loosely. What do you mean by actual psychotic? Well... And is it in keeping with... The term psychotic, because we don't want people throwing around insults that are right. Okay. Mentally so, ill related.
0: We meet her, and you think, okay, she's a little bit amoral, but maybe it's in an amusing way. Because the very first scene we see her, she's not with Yusu or with May. She's with some random friend that we never see again. How she's upset over some boy, and then she's like, oh bye and kind of deletes this girl from her life and then just goes off in search of Yusu and you think okay she's brutal or a bit of a pragmatist maybe I might like this girl but within five minutes of her being reunited with Yusu she starts telling her about how she um sells guys images of well underage porn on the internet pretending that it's her and at one point she blackmails May and molests her and just you think is everybody in this world a creeper do they all get their jollies from fondling people when they don't want it it's i mean maybe psychotic is too strong a word but you you do look at the rep in this story and other than yusu herself who is a delight but then even she goes in for licking may's ear in the middle of a packed train carriage at one point when she didn't want that to happen you you, you think what are they trying to show me here you, you can't help feeling even though it's published in the yuri magazine and it's written by a woman it, it looks like it was written for dirty old men a lot of the time what, hang on can we draw
1: parallels with early lesbian fiction from the 1950s in the u.s
0: early 60s Pre yeah, Stonewall. I, I can see that. It does look like a modern, younger version of lesbian pulp. Bebo Brinker and that. Yeah, I mean, you could get good things out of that, like Carol, for instance, lesbian classic. That started life as a lesbian pulp. But I just can't help feeling that girls deserve better. And this is hugely popular with young lesbians going by the comments that. They've been made on Twitter about my posts. And the, the, the sad thing is, the reason why everybody flocks to this series isn't because it's any good, but because it gives them something that is sorely lacking elsewhere. Which it- is? Yuri Fiction doesn't seem to have Girls being physical with each other You can have them kind of kissing And maybe holding hands But that's it We want them to They want that But the best that they're getting Is apparently this And I can see I can understand why they're so desperate And why they hang on to this Even though it's crap because I felt exactly the same way as a teenager when Tattoo was everywhere. I mean, for the <laughs> for, for the younger generation who might not know about it, Tattoo was this Russian pop group. Two straight girls pretending to be lesbians. Yeah, one of whom now works for Putin. But either way, um, their very first video was called All the Things She Said that involves two girls in school uniforms snogging in the pouring rain. And it made such a scandal and it was everywhere and you had Richard and Judy and other people saying this is filth etc but they were laughing all the way to the bank and released various other songs and the songs were really good and really catchy but fact remains that they weren't proper lesbians and they were in fact um, put together by some scuzzy guy that made porn. You said put together I'm, I'm just thinking there's a production line somewhere like <laughs> yeah yeah they, they were the lesbian branch of Ikea So I totally understand why if you're a young lesbian who might be in the closet that's looking for something that reflects you in your experience that you might go for this. And this is a reason why Yusu is so relatable by the way because this is what she does. She wants to find out more about her burgeoning lesbianism so she actually finds this Yuri manga called Peach Sisters or something like that which does seem to be about actual sisters let's not judge you mean it's getting meta <laughs> yeah it is a bit uh, and this is one of the funny moments between her and mean, which again makes me wish these two could be the one true pairing in this because Harriman reads it and she's like, Oh, and they just kind of she mocks that's the um the positions in it and pretends that they're kind of doing the sexy times from the book, which obviously they're fully clothed at the time, so she's not shagging her or anything.
1: Hmm. But but it,
0: it, it's a funny moment, and you just think, You two would make such a great couple, why aren't you? So yeah, it is better, but everybody's done that, everybody has got out a lesbian book. I remember I, I, I used to hide kind of like Zami or the power book yeah Jeanette Winterson in general later on Sarah Waters tipping the velvet yeah you would find all these lesbian books and treasure them and hide them in your satchel so nobody saw them they were great and and she they, they get her spot on the fact that she is obviously a girl that is gay but just simply didn't realize it because she, at the beginning of the story, before she goes to her new school, she's saying to everybody, oh, I'd love to get a boyfriend. And we're like, there's no way you're straight. Absolutely none. You are simply a very family lesbian. You're a very fammy lesbian. <laughs> oh, she is. <laughs> she seriously is. And I think I would have been happier if it had been a case of, say, like, sugar rush. I don't think it's too big a spoil of a sugar rush to say that... Um, you know she's not going to end up with Sugar in the end. That She is simply her closet key, helps her realise that she's gay, and then she'll later get with somebody else. If that had been the case with these two, I would have been fine. But they end the anime as a couple, and in the manga, they get married. Ah. But it's not, ah oh, because of the way
1: that they start. And it's just... Why? Wait, wait, the way that they start? I mean,
0: everybody's got to have a meet-cute. But... If they hadn't thought, well, if they weren't stepsisters, there's no reason that they would ever have formed any form of relationship at all. I don't think they would even have been friends. They would. I mean, come
1: on, she gave her a reach around getting her phone. (laughs) They they would have been... Anybody who, first of all, it's easier to touch my privates than it is to touch my phone. (laughs)
0: They, They would have been, like, school rivals at the very best, but... This totally fake relationship. They, they, they could have made a much better show if they just chucked out May and, I don't know, put Harameen in. Got rid of the stepsister element. I know that's what gets people that's what going. That's tension. And you I... can't have a plot without tension. I know they feel like it gives a, a sort of spurious flowers in the attic one. This is the one about the stepsisters that fuck. But... Well,
1: hang on. That's nothing flowers in the attic. For me, flowers in the attic is letting your baby die.
0: <laughs> Deliberately poisoning their donuts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I really wished that this could have been good that there, there were times that i liked it and thought oh this is all right but then may turned up and did her whole kind of i have no interest in you she like she's trying to be elizabeth holmes that sort of Penis. peanuts so, did you just say penis oh peanuts <laughs> That's right, right. Okay. and you think you're a, mwah, 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 mwah. yeah it's like you're a 17 year old girl with delusions of grandeur stop being such an
1: asshole <laughs> i know and
0: <laughs> <laughs> yusu deserves <laughs> so much better she, she deserves better than some girl that the first time that they properly kiss sticks a teddy bear in front of her face so she kisses the bear first i mean oh come on that's just being cutesy pie it's not though And I I don't understand this world where people get married without introducing their kids to their new husbands. So when Mei's dad does finally show up, she has no idea who he is, and she thinks some creepy man's just wandered into her house. It's only when she suddenly turns around and clocks that they have the completely same shade of unrealistic purple eyes. She's like, oh, are you two related? Yes!
1: Wait, (laughs) there's a lot of purple eyes in manga. Have you noticed that?
0: And anime. I think it's to distinguish her from everybody else and the fact that she's so bloody boring otherwise. But, yeah, it does seem to be shorthand. If if you're a main character, you either have hair that's an unnatural shade or you have crazy eyes or some some other distinguishing feature. But... Ah... I know I'm doing a lot of hand-waving and exclaiming. Yeah, you
1: can't see that on the radio, love. I know. I'm sorry, the radio, on a podcast. (laughs) On our made-up radio
0: station.
1: Rachel's Radical Radio Station.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that that was something that I did when I was a kid. (laughs) Oh, you did? Yes. Uh, Let's not go there. Mm. I, okay, suffice to say... As my first Yuri series, I expected more, and I still think that other people deserve more. I mean, I don't know maybe one day there will be a season two I mean the original was shown in 2018 and it's only been a couple of years you do sometimes get big gaps between seasons and Covid's happened so that might have put a spanner in the works because people have said that the story starts getting good after volume four and that's as far as they adapted but once they properly start dating that the relationship is less rapey and more of a actual relationship. So maybe that would be interesting. I'd like to see that. I mean, I'd like to see the rapey bits anyway.
1: Ew. Can I ask you, though? Like, so Yuri is girls, it's like GL, right? Yes, that's right. So this is what is really confusing me. Yuri on ice, is that Tonya Harding?
0: <laughs> Yuri on Ice is a yaoi but the reason why it's called Yuri on Ice is because the main character is called Yuri, as is another ice skater. Okay. So our main character is Japanese Yuri, while the other Yuri is Russian Yuri. So there you go. But yes, as you can imagine, everybody was like, "Ooh, but it's yaoi But um, I hope that's um covered citrus in enough detail. For you, and I apologise. Why is it called citrus? It's called citrus because a yuzu is a type of citrus fruit, and also because it's a bittersweet romance. Ah. That's what I've gathered from my research, anyway. So it's not about a pair of lemons. (laughs) I did think that, but I don't know. I mean, the the Japanese phrase that, well, yuri itself means lily. so, So whether that's kind of suggesting lady fanny parts, I don't know.
1: <laughs> lady Frenny parts isn't she a character in my hero academia
0: <laughs> no that's mount lady <laughs> i think it's time for second night <laughs> i think so too okay so yeah um so next time we are going to be well talking Yuri are nice in time for valentine's day so that's a wrap um until next time